you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Master Plan. And you know, you might be able, you might be saying, Michael doesn't sound as, as as thrilled as he usually does to be doing a podcast. And that, my friends, is not true. I'm always thrilled to be doing a podcast. Every single time. But the topic it's a bit sad, of course. Not the way <clears throat> I wanted the Red Sox to go out this season. I really I, we had a chance. We did. We really, we really did have a chance. Like, let's be honest. We had a, we had a great shot. Um, and we just couldn't get it done. And that's okay. That is okay. Red Sox. Red Sox played great this season. I mean, yeah. Let's 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 first talk about, you know, before we get right to the the loss and everything like that and our focus on next season let's start off with like i don't know let's start off with the expectations of the red sox going into the season right it it, it was not alcs right it was not alcs it wasn't even postseason right i mean you know you and and i don't want you to go back and listen to my preseason predictions because number one they were terrible and number two <laughs> I was <laughs> I got the Red Sox wrong but take me for my word I did not have the Red Sox making the playoffs I had them the fourth of five teams in this division confidently um you look at this division the 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 AL East right arguably this season uh the most competitive division in Major League Baseball Right, you know, before the season started, many people, including myself, looked at the NL West and said, "Okay, the Dodgers and San Diego are powerhouse teams." Right, Colorado and San Francisco are in the middle. Arizona is at the bottom. This season, that was not true. Obviously, San Francisco was the best team in the major leagues. Los Angeles was the second best team in the major leagues uh, in that same division, uh, and San Diego didn't even get above above five hundred on the season. So, you know, not great. Um, but but the ALEs end up being the most competitive, right? When you have three teams with more than 90 wins, that is an extremely competitive division. It came down to the very last day of baseball. Remember that. Remember, it came down to the last day of baseball where the Red Sox had to pretty much win in order to secure a guaranteed playoff position. And what I mean by that is if they had lost, right, which was a possibility – right? If they had lost, they would have had to play a play-in game, 
right? They would have had to play a playing game against Toronto. Um, and, and, you know, who knows what would have happened then. I mean, you play a playing game against Toronto to play into a wild card game against the Yankees in New York. That doesn't look good, right? I mean, that is like to, to ask you to win both of those games and then to go on and win a series. That's a lot. That's a lot of asking, right? But the Red Sox swept the Nationals in the very last game of the series, right? And overall, you know, this season was a huge success for the Red Sox, and there is no doubt about that. The pitching in the first half of the season was some of the best Red Sox like relief pitching I've seen in a long time. And Adam Adovino, like a lot of these guys, Matt Barnes, they had very good, strong starts this season, which was needed because if you remember, our bullpen was very, it was, it was not very deep, right? It was, it was, it was very, 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 very thin. Um, and that kind of cooled off, right? You look at how we progressed through the season. Um, you know, we were 55 and 36 right before the all-star break and we didn't play great after the all-star break let's be honest it was it was there were some ups there were some downs but that last kind of month month of the season was probably our best season right um best part of the season we ended up, we got swept by the yankees right and then we lost two of three to baltimore but then we you know we swept washington and, and that's kind of what we needed to do this season was an overachieving season for the Red Sox. We overachieved. We did, you know, we did much better than I thought we would. And and quite honestly, right, we have to be happy about that, right? We have, I mean, the Red Sox making the playoffs this season was great, right? Looking at the people who played for our team and looking at high, how, what, what we looked like at the end of the season, right, gives you a lot of hope about the Red Sox. And first, let's talk about the, the hitting, right? So, Rafael Devers, J.D. So, Rafael Devers had a great season, right? 38 home runs, 113 RBIs, 165 hits, 101 runs, 37 doubles, a triple, 62 walks, 143 strikeouts. So, his batting average was 280, a 352 OP, OPB, 538 slugging and an 890 OPS, which is incredible. All right, those are all premier stats. JD Martinez had a very strong season. Uh, great, great first half. The second half was a bit weaker, but still very good. 92 runs, 163 hits, 42 doubles, three triples, 28 home runs, 99 RBIs, 55 walks, a batting average of 286. OPB of 349, slugging of 518, OPS of 867. Xander Bogarts had a great season, 156 hits, 34 doubles, a triple, 23 home runs, 79 RBIs, 62 walks. He had 295 in the season, on base was 370, slugging was 493, OPS, which of course is... um. Actually, I forget what OPS. It's something plus slugging. I apologize. Um, it's something plus slugging. OPS. It's uh, on base plus slugging. That's why I, I just missed the P. I didn't know what the P was. Um, 
and those are the guys that we had last season. Vasquez obviously had a down year compared to you know a couple previous years. He only had six bombs, but he had 118 hits. Um, his batting average was two two fifty eight. It was it was a, a shrug season for Christian Vasquez. You know, it wasn't a bad season, right? You know, I know some people aren't huge Christian Vasquez fans, and I'm not a huge Vasquez fan, but he he had a good season, and I I, I like the way he played. Um, but we made a lot of signings in the offseason. And personally, I looked at this and I was like, I don't know. You, you wouldn't have thought that these would have materialized, right? But they did. And, and, and what was really special was, was in the way that they did, right? So first off, Hunter Renfro, a guy who we, we got for a couple million dollars from the Rays, hit 31 home runs on the season. That's ridiculous. 816 all, all OPS. Um, outfield assists. I don't I don't know. Outfield assists. Um Where is he? He's at, he's tied for first. So I I looked down, I was like, where is he? He signed for first. He had 16 outfield assists, right? 16. The other two guys who made moves for, one was last season, another one was this season, right? So Alex Verdugo and Kike Hernandez. So let's first talk about Verdugo, right? He comes over in the Mookie Betts trade. Now, listen, there were huge expectations for Verdugo, right? When you when you trade away a superstar like Mookie Betts, because Mookie Betts is a superstar, let's not get it mixed up. When you trade away a superstar like Mookie Betts, the guy you get or the guys you get in return are often viewed as, oh, they have to achieve this level of Mookie Betts. That's not the case, right? Mookie Betts is an extremely talented player. And no, I do not expect Alex Verdugo to become the next Mookie Betts. That's not his bar, right? But per dollar for his salary, right? He's a been a he's been a very good player, dare I say, a better player per dollar, like I would say a much better player per penny, per dollar, this season than Mookie Betts, right? He hit 13 home runs, 157 hits, batting average was 289, OPB was 351, slugging was 426, OPS was 778, right? And this is a guy who the Red Sox are paying, hold on, it's Paul, I'm pulling it up. This is a guy who the Red Sox are paying can't even find him. Who are paying? He's an arbitration, so his term is is not. I don't even know. I don't even know what that means. It's a free agent in twenty twenty five, um, but he has no contract terms. Um, hold on. Let me. Let me. Apologies. His salary is $3 million a year. So on par with Renfro, who is who is making $7.5 million per year. But I think that might be over multiple years. I'm not, I'm not sure. Anyways, it doesn't really matter. We're not paying him very much, right? Again, per penny, he's, he's making this team a lot of money, right? Kike Hernandez, right? Another guy who came over from the Dodgers, right? 
kind of a – I mean, he, he filled in. Um, he hit – ready for this. He hit 20 bombs on the season, 127 hits, um, 61 walks. He hit 250, but his slugging was 449, OPB. OPS was 786. Very, very good on the season, right? I mean, Bobby Dahlbeck hit 25 bombs. His strikeouts were up. He had 240, but he was much better in the end of the season. He played a very, very strong season. And by the way, I would like to announce that Verdugo and Kike, Verdugo had nine outfield assists. Kike had eight, right, during the course of the season. And there was a portion of the season where Kike played a lot of second base. So our outfield was getting a lot of those outfield assists all season long, right? Guys like that were stepping up. Bobby Dahlbeck had a great – I think he had a very good end of the season. Now, we'll see what happens in the coming times um, with Bobby Dahlbeck. But overall, I felt he had a very strong season. He needs to decrease those strikeouts. But if he can do that, that's going to be so beneficial for this team because he's a huge power hitter. Um, and, you know, we had a bunch of other guys, Plowecki, Duran, who's going to be good in a couple years, maybe in a year, I think. Um Arroyo had a good season. He was injured a lot. The signing of Kyle Schwarber was absolutely brilliant. I mean, you look at what the difference he made, especially in the playoffs, the amount of walks he took. He had 33 walks in just 41 games and 134 at-bats. So, you know, he was hitting 291 with an OPS of 957, which is ridiculous for the Red Sox. So, so many guys did so well for the Red Sox this season. In terms of pitching, it, I mean, it was really held down, right? I mean, you look at our pitching during the regular season, right? We didn't have, you know, we didn't have a lot of starting pitchers. It kind of, it kind of rotated, right? Avaldi, Pavetta, and Rodriguez, right? So Avaldi went, or Rodriguez went thirteen wins, eight losses, right? And his ERA is 4.74, but as I've talked about on this program, his FIP was much lower. Uh, fielding, independent of pitching, or something like that. It's something like that. What does FIP stand for? FIP in baseball. Fielding, independent pitching. It's a, it's a statistic to measure a pitcher's effectiveness, taking players that would involve the defense trying to field the ball out of the equation. His is much lower. Avaldi was 11 and 9, a 3.75 ERA. Um, he had a very good season. He was an All Star, 195 strikeouts, WHIP of 1.19. Pavetta, he had kind of an up and down campaign, 4.53 ERA, 175 strikeouts, 1.3 WHIP. Aver batting average was 2.34, which was one of the lowest on the team for a starting pitcher. Um, and he had a very good end to the season, so hopefully I think we'll keep him and 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 you know put him in next season. Obviously, Chris Sale, five wins, one loss, three point one six ERA at the very end of the season. Um, he looked good. He looked, you know, he he didn't look at his typical Chris Sale, but that happens. Tanner Houck had a very very good season. Um, only one win, five losses, but his ERA was three fifty two. He had a one point one three WHIP. Um, he's a, he's a stud. He will be a starting pitcher in the future. Um, you know, Richards and, and Perez, those guys didn't have great seasons. Um, those are guys who are either bullpen or out of here next season. Um, I, I think our bullpen's going to be, you know, Brazier's going to be there. Very good end of the season. Austin Davis, 
Um, guys like that. Um, I don't think we'll keep Sawamura. Barnes should stay there. Adovina will probably stay. Hernandez, Valdez, uh, Andrizi's gone. Robles, I don't know where he is. I'm, I haven't seen him. Um, he'll stay. Um, and of course, Garrett Whitlock. Let's let's talk about him. So, Garrett Whitlock on the season had eight wins and four losses. His ERA was one point nine six with a whip of 1.1 and a bat opponent's batting average of 233, which is one of the lowest on the Red Sox, especially for the amount of innings he pitched, which was 73, which if you look at it in terms of starting pitchers, right, he didn't start any games this season, I believe, but he had the sixth most amount of innings pitched. He went, he was a two inning guy, which is not so common these days, right? He pitched, usually would pitch two innings, and he would get the job done nearly every time. We got him in a Rule 5 draft from the Yankees, right? So a great find right there. And really, the story of all of, of the entire season was, hey, you know, let's get some guys, right? Let's get some guys. You know, Heim Bloom really said, or Kaim Bloom, I think it's Heim Bloom. Yeah, I think it's Heim Bloom. He really said, we got to get some guys. He, he he picked these guys so well. And did everyone work out? No. Matt Andreezy didn't really work out. Franchi Cordero didn't really work out. But plenty of them did. And that's really the story, isn't it, right, of the Red Sox this season. A lot of guys who did it so well, right? And when we talk about the Red Sox, this team, when, you know, we beat the Yankees, right, on a lower salary. Let's see, when we talk about salaries in the MLB, the Red Sox did a very good job. Yes, we have the fourth highest salary in the MLB. That's true. Um, on our 2020 total payroll, right? But it is 20 million less than the third, right? And the Phillies are only a million dollars behind. Um, and and our 26 man payroll, if if I, I don't, if we go by that, we're eighth highest, right? Um, just above the Reds. Um, and, and this was a very successful season. And I think in the future, right, when we look at our team, is it perfect? Like, no. I think that Chris Sale's salary, he has an option coming up in, in a couple years. Um, I don't know if we'll pick that up. It, it really depends on next season, quite honestly. Um, because Chris Sale, he has a 27.5 player option in 2023. I'm not so sure the Red Sox will pick that up because – I mean, depends how it pitches next season, right? But we're getting him. Bogarts, I, I I think we, you know, we have him. We have him for a while. You know, J.D. Martinez, player option going into 2022. He's a free agent in 2023. Avaldi signed next through next season. We'll probably re-sign him again. Uh, Schwarber, we'll see what happens. Devers, he'll go into arbitration, but we're going to pay him a boatload of money. Richards, we paid $10 million for. He's, an, he's, he's a free agent in 2023. We're going to let him go. Barnes is signed through. Enrique Hernandez, Esquique, well, I mean, he's he's signed through next season. Uh, we'll sign him again next season. Um, Renfro, probably the same idea. Um, you know, I mean, again, it depends on how, how some of these guys do next season. If they're a one-season wonder, we're not going to re-sign them. 
But Vaz, you know, a lot of these guys have contracts coming up. Brazier will have one. Plawecki, Verdugo, all kind of after next season. But I think a lot of that will be will be kind of figured out next season. And when we look at like how the Red Sox are going to function, right? It's not so much that we have to pay these guys so much money because I first of I don't like doing that, right? There there are certain guys who yes we need to pay them money, right? That needs to happen, right? But there are also like the it's also the idea that hey. Like we we can't go over the luxury tax by so much, right? And so, you know, we have to figure it out on a twenty six man payroll. We can't just you know waste money. So there are going to be certain guys that we won't keep, right? And I think you know this off season and looking at free agency, right? A left handed pitching. Um, there was a tweet earlier. I don't remember what it was. It was as the Braves. Nearly, I th- I don't know who that is, but Acuna, no, Albies nearly goes, nearly goes out of the park. Um, there was a tweet I saw earlier, um, and it kind of detailed uh, the the players we should think about going for over the off season. Um, I'm just trying to see if I can pull it up really quick, but. This season, we definitely overachieved. Like, let's be honest, right? We overachieved by a lot, and that's and that's great, right? And that's not to say this team can get better, right? This is kind of an unlucky year in terms of starting pitching. I think we I think we can be a lot, a lot better in terms of starting pitching in in, in the years, in the years going off, um, going forward, um. And it doesn't mean that we're going to keep all of these guys, but we definitely need left-handed pitching, um, and we have to figure out JD Martinez. You now he is 34, and he had a very he had a strong season, but he didn't have like like oh my god like let's pay him like the bank like let's let's send him the entire boatload of money, right? He didn't have one of those types of seasons, right? Um, so I'm not so sure we should sign him to a huge contract. That doesn't seem to me like a good. Like a good fit. But the Red Sox this season, according to Power Rankings Guru, right, strength of schedule, had the fifth hardest uh, 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 strength of schedule, and the teams above them all finished with losing records, right? The Orioles, Diamondbacks, Rangers, and Angels in that order. Um, you know, so, I mean, that's, that's what we're looking for here. I mean, that... That's what we're looking for in terms of preseason prediction, right? Projection for playoffs, right? The Giants had a 5.8. They were the most successful. The second team on the list was the Red Sox with an 83.2% chance to make the play. 83.2% change to make the playoffs, right? Like their chance to make the playoffs was 15.8 at the start of the season. I'm going to link this in the description of the episode. Um, but at the beginning of the season, right, the Red Sox were not favored to make the playoffs. And then they made the playoffs. But not only do they make the playoffs, right, you go, you know, you have the Yankees come and you, you, pay, you play a great game and you beat the Yankees in a wild card matchup, right? 
and and from there, you know, everyone, every Red Sox fan at that point was like, "Hey, we beat the Red Sox. Good enough for me, right?" And for me as well. I, I mean, listen, love the Red Sox, love what they did, but. I really didn't need that. I mean, I would have. I loved that they won the next series, but did I need them to win the next series? Was that was that gonna like, was that was that expected? No. But then they beat the Rays in four, not even five. And they had a two-one series lead on the Astros. It was a very successful season and something to build off of. Heimblum deserves a lot of the credit. First off, he was criticized, and still made the moves he wanted to, and that's kind of the telltale sign of a great GM. He really made a lot of moves, A, to get guys for not a lot of money who performed way above what anyone could have predicted them to, right? And B, he didn't care what anyone said. And he made so many of those moves, and he was very, very smart in the way they worked out. So a lot of credit to him. And I I hope he can do it season after season, because if we can keep doing this, eventually we're going to get back and get another title, right? It's just what's going to happen. Um a very successful season for the Red Sox. And looking forward, this team has a lot of room to grow into. I feel like there is a lot of, you know, there are a couple areas, right? Like another relief pitcher or, or two and a left, another, and a left-handed, left-handed relief pitcher and and maybe another left-handed starter, but I don't know about that. Um, and then kind of a DH or something like that. Um, whether that be J.D. Martinez or somebody else. Like, I don't know if we'll keep Schwarber, but if we end up keeping Schwarber, that, that's not a terrible thing. Bobby will say it first base. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with that hole, and we'll see how he handles it. But it's a very successful Red Sox season. I think the team needs to be proud of itself. Um, and take this as a win, right? Went toe-to-toe all season. Played a very good series against the Rays. Played a good series against the Astros and fell up just a bit short. The Astros are a very talented team, um, and then they, they they just you know there were a couple close games that you felt like could go either way, and it wasn't our day. And that happens. It's the MLB, right? You cannot expect teams to win, right? Every game, um, but. You know, again, overall, Red Sox this season were, were extremely talented. Um, we're very good. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of us, I mean, you look at even, like, you know, next season, what will happen? I'm not sure. But there are going to be a lot of guys who, who you know, will change hands. But I think that the Red Sox are set up very well. Um, and we hope that next season they can come back and, and do something similar, make the playoffs, and, and, and go for another run at this whole thing. I mean, you know, you're in it, you got a shot. Alex Cora did a great job this season. Heim Bloom, um, everyone, everyone did a great job. Um, and, and, and you know what? Next season's just around the corner. I mean, it's in March. We got some time off. But, you know, let's just enjoy the baseball while it's still on and, and – Get ready for next season. I think that's what we should do. Um, again, thank you to Red Sox, the Red Sox for just an incredible season. I mean, it really was a lot of fun watching this team. Um, you know, they frustrated me a lot. I mean, you know, everyone who watched the Red Sox knew knows that 
They give you a bunch of heart attacks. This, they gave you a bunch of heart attacks this season. But they, they really did a lot of special things. And uh, I'm very, very proud. And I'm very happy that I got to go to a Sox game this season and uh, you know see the Sox in action because they were a very talented team. And, and it's, it's, it's very fun to watch the Red Sox play. There's nothing like going to a Fenway a Fenway game, a game at Fenway. Um, and, and I'm ready to go back next season. I'm ready to see the Sox in action. Again, a disappointing end, sure, but you look at it, it as a whole, right, the season from start to finish, and I call this a win. I, you know, everything beyond that last game of the season was cherry on, you know, just, just extra cake, right? Like, just like, okay, yeah, keep taking more. I mean, if you're going to keep offering it, sure, right? win 92 games really kind of 10 more than i thought we would get right which is big 10 10 or 12 more than i thought we would get all season that's big um and next season you know we hopefully we can improve hopefully the Sox can improve as a team uh, if we can get to 95 wins that'd be great i think that i think that that should be like like a reasonable goal to achieve because that's that's three more wins than we had this season uh, and hopefully we can perform a little bit better than against our division and walk away with a, a, a division win and, and figure it out from there. But it was a pleasure to watch the Sox this season, pleasure to watch them from the comfort of my dorm room in the playoffs. That was a lot of fun and can't wait to see them next season. So thank you all for listening to the Red Sox recap. Yes, it's a great name, by the way. Um, and you'll hear me in the next one, which will be, Week seven review. It's crazy, but we're gonna be talking about week eight and week eight, week eight in like a few days. So prepare yourselves, get ready, and thank you for listening. Have a have a, have a great day. The game on the line, one shot. Who would you rather have taking it, Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State, open shot, fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. You better hit it. I want Iguodala.